The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Mm-hmm. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. We are live at Relentless MMA. We have a Jamie today. Mo is... Uh, He's he's running the board for us. He's gonna uh, cross the T's, dot the I's, all the P's, Q's. If we got anything worth searchable, maybe he can help us out with that. Uh, without further ado, I've got my guest here with me. Sunday night episodes. Got brother Cobb, War Eagle. <laughs> Proud, I like it. And Danny Webb. What's going on, guys? Dude, yeah, glad to be back with y'all. Oh yeah. I hope to make uh, the Sunday nights a a permanent permanent stable. Yeah, let's do that. I like the feedback that we got. Uh, local <laughs> listener. I mean, we're sitting here at the at the Man Up Podcast uh, Studio, and uh, a fellow guy that listens and watches Porch Talk also watches Man Up, and uh, the message that I shared with y'all was from him. Shout out to Ben Hardy, who is the the definition of a party, and uh, I'm always thankful for people not only listening to the show but uh, telling us what what they think. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, the dude talked about a uh, PCU. Yeah, yeah, PCU in that uh, frailty movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Yeah. And this is the leftovers. Yeah, we got le- Thanksgiving leftovers going on now. So, how you feel about it, boys? Back up to two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Back up to what? What does that mean? Back, up, I lost. I got down to like one eighty nine one time. Now slowly, gradually throughout oh, the week, wait. I'm about to two hundred. Didn't have any leftovers? He ate them all apparently. Oh yeah, That's <laughs> yeah. To the leftovers, right there. I finished mine off today. Yeah, I finished. I finished mine off yesterday. Didn't Friday. Me? It's like one of the last one family members go. My grandma was just like, hey, finish this Tupperware off. You know, two extra scoops of corn and stuff. Mm, let me tell you something right now. And Grandma Foster can cook. Something about them old ladies, man. And I'm running out. I got one grandma left. But something about them old. Have you ate? You look hung. You, and when you go when you go when you go visit Granny, you are gonna eat one two times, baby. Okay. They are gonna put it on you and, and bring some home too. Oh yeah, all day. They gonna leave you empty handed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do y'all see that coming up with uh, – I, I see I see speckles of it, like with uh, women of our generation beginning to pick that helm up a little bit. Not all, some. Trad wives. Trad wives. Speaking of which, and you said War Eagle. I'll give you a War Eagle. Uh, most memorable Iron Bow 
to me in in a long time, like going back to you had Gary Danielson calling the game along with his counterpart who is equally worthless. I like that dude. Do you? Yeah, what's his name? I uh, forget his name. Yeah, his name is he's so Brad great. Brad Edwards, that, I think. No, that's not it. Yeah, I can see his face. It don't matter. Well, he's so great, you don't even know his name. <laughs> it don't matter. It's their last one to call for a while. It'll be on ABC next year and just or ESPN. Gearing up for the game, you know, they were playing. And, Danny, I know that you're not the, the biggest football enthusiast. but I saw it all over the place, though. Everybody, a lot of, a lot of ups and downs. So, to, so <laughs> to tune up the game, like every iron ball ever since the kick six, we they like to share that clip. Yeah, because they know it polarizes people. People are like, hell yeah, which is, I would probably say, 90% of the nation. And then 10% of the population being Alabama fans, they're like, get over it. Can we move on? And with this game, we have a new unfolding of the tale with the nightmare at Jordan Hare with the catch. The catch? That's what you're going to call it? That's the catch? I just call it fourth and 31. Fourth and 31 is probably better. I've seen it wrote in headlines today like as the catch. Beating Georgia for the national championship third and 26. Mm-hmm. I remember that too. Well, Auburn's like, hold my beer, fourth and 31. Well, dude, like traumatic season of bow eligible, who cares? Yeah. I mean, they're both still bow eligible. That, I mean, that's what I'm saying. But like Birmingham bow, bowl, watch out. Yeah, bow eligible. Who cares? And like this, and I go to the egg bow for a second, and I'm thinking about even worse. And I watch that, and y'all got to come check out the new house over in Startville. But you can step out on the front porch and see Davis Wade. Hear it? I did hear it that night. Sure. Yeah, I did hear it that night. Not inside the house, but when I stepped yeah. outside to smoke a cigarette, I could hear it. Uh, but it, it's kind of heartbreaking, like, living in, like, the second-worst SEC town like, when it comes to, like, being prominent in football. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about. You got a good baseball program, and your basketball's mid. <laughs> you got you got great girls' basketball. Agriculture all day. You're good at, you're, you're good at raising horses. <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah, you can plant some stuff and raise some things. That's yeah. what we were talking about last week, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, to bring it all back. Well, you're, back. you're close to finalizing your new coach, Jeff Lebby. Is that is that who they're saying? Yeah, Oklahoma State's offense coordinator forever. You think that's a good hire? I mean, Mississippi State's the type of school that takes a chance on somebody that's been an awesome coordinator forever. Can I say something right now? That their best hire, and I believe their second best hire, gleamed the well from it. Sylvester Croom. Yeah. And then Dan Mullins came behind him. Uh, Sylvester Karoom is the only coach maybe in my lifetime that beat Alabama. Yeah. Was it the Shula Bamas? Uh, it, it doesn't matter. They beat Bama. <laughs> Nobody else can say that. Even when they had Dak Prescott with Dan Mullins, I mean, they, sh- they shut them down. When State reached number one. Yeah. We believe – I remember that year. I remember, and I, I remember them losing faith too. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Uh, I remember this iron bow yesterday. For those listening, maybe it was the day before. But anyway, of uh, turning it on, Alabama drove down, got a touchdown. 
He was late? Kicked off. Mm Mm-hmm. I was. A little late. And kicked off. That was the big face mask debacle that didn't get called. Those referees were pretty shitty. Worst referee and crew. And then then I remember that being a three-and-out drive. Alabama being held. They go for it on fourth down midfield, and they drive for a touchdown, but there's a holding call. And that was the makeup for missing that face mask. And then it was all downhill from there. And, like, I texted Sid. I was like, open a drive for Alabama. I felt really good about it. But now I feel like we're trapped in Voodoo City, and anything goes. I told the guy that released me at work, I'm like, you let Auburn hang around and it get nighttime, it's going to be crazy. You see Dan Bongino was at the game? Yes. He, he wrote a very great message about it. Yeah, talking about Auburn, you think they'd be contending for a championship, and they're like a 500 team. But, like, and I guess the thing he misses probably, I mean, he's a New York guy, Jersey guy, and, uh, like, he talks a lot about wanting to be adopted by the South, and he was talking about, like, uh, how much people care about the game. And I hear uh, pastors talk about college football as another god sometimes. And how when fall rolls around, people forget about their Christian God and begin to worship the God of football. And and I think, like, Dan was kind of, like, chiming into that a little bit. But j- just outside looking in, and I, I thought he nailed, like, what, what it means to be a Southerner and why we care so much about our college football. We don't have a protein to pull for, really. We have New Orleans. We have Atlanta. But they're dog shit. Yeah, man, this was the in-state of Alabama robbery. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. Oh, the Birmingham Stallions. Yeah, there's one. How are they? I mean, they're back-to-back champs. And nobody, but and nobody talks about it. It's not a big ratings getter league. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, anything else to do about football? I know we're boring Danny to death. No, there's all it's all kinds of stuff happening. Going on. <laughs> yeah, A and M's close to getting a new coach. Um, Mike Elko, Duke's coach. Think that's a good hire. That's taking a chance. The dude's did extremely well at Duke. But I, I knew that uh, Jimbo's job was over when they began to compare records with uh, someone. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's not looking good for you, Bob. Dude, I would have tried to get Ryan Day of Ohio State because he's done lost to Michigan three years in a row, and it's getting pretty warm on that seat, even though he's got an awesome record, but he's losing to his rival and that's year big. after year. Mm-hmm. So I would have went try to get that. I heard MSU fans saying they wanted Jimbo. I've heard some say they wanted uh, Dan Mullins to come back. I don't know if Jimbo come to state. He's got seventy million. He may just, just sit at chill home. for a while on a couple of his ranches. Could you imagine that? Yeah, get seventy million to be fired. All right. Well, it's pretty good severance. <laughs> so yeah, you can't really be mad. Yeah. All right. Well, I was thinking about that today, man. Um, uh, we just get, landed this house in Startville and getting settled in, and been living the apartment life for two, three years now, and. Like how much peace you have when you have a house. And it's like the moment we got in there and got settled, it was like all the little all the little things used to upset or bother. 
Let us. I'm gonna let that sleeping dog. I don't care. That's outside noise, dude. I don't have to deal with that crap no more, dude. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. And then you focus. It's almost like therapy to me, dude. It's like I'm I'm focusing on like shit that matters rather than like the itty bitties. Because I think like when you're living that apartment grind, or hell, even like you remember it probably for you landed your house like trailers. I mean, because rural area. And then finally getting in that house is like, this is a grind till I get mine kind of thing, you know. Getting into that mindset. And uh, when you when you finally start thriving and sitting in, sitting in your place, man, it feels good. It's almost like, well, this is one thing can't nobody take from me. But what y'all think about it? Yeah, I mean, it's great until stuff starts tearing up and you're the one that <laughs> has to fix it. it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a point. I mean, that's just with pros and cons with everything. Yep. yep. I feel you on that, though, as far as the – even just, I mean, roommates are one thing, but also having other tenants very close to you is just a – it's just there's so much that can go wrong and so much that can bother you and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's a, Dude, it's a lot better than just being, being in one spot and not have to worry about all that. At my last uh, candlehood where I was staying, dude, I remember roommate – or roommates – Neighbors across the hall, like not across the hall, like I walk out my door and that door, I'm talking like walk down the hall and then into the other building. Came up to me the rest one day and it was like this crackhead stole my boyfriend's bike and I was like, what do you want me to do about that? Why are you, why are you bothering me with this? What am I supposed what am I supposed? Am I supposed to go to Crackhood and like go get his bike back and be like be a hero? It's like yes, yeah. You, you were there. You should have. You should have did that. <laughs> yeah, I do. I was like, I just do maintenance around here. Okay, I don't. I don't do bike patrol. You know, it's and like you said, it's like on top of whoever you have living with you, you have whoever is on top of you. You hear their every movement, what they're doing, for better or worse. It's always worse. Oh yeah, <laughs> Alan had the broomstick hitting the ceiling. I never did do that to them, <laughs> and I, I did. I did find it funny when I had friends like come over and they would like play the video games or whatever, and like would hurl slurs out. I was like, "That's kind of funny, considering you don't know where you are." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I can remember living in an apartment in uh, Tuscaloosa. And I was on the bottom floor and had somebody above me. Oh, what was the name of those apartments? Essex. Yeah, hey, I knew like eight people that lived in Yeah, we had a lot of people that lived around You've there. You've talked about that in the past. Yeah, the one behind, uh, was it Kroger? Uh, Winn-Dixie. Yeah, yeah Winn-Dixie. Mm-hmm. North you Port, had that yeah. gate. Yep. What was the password? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I remember I had a little 80-pound, like, Indian girl that lived above me. Sounded like a sumo wrestler every night. <laughs> Sounded like she was taking apart a small engine in her kitchen. I was just like, my goodness, you know. I was like, how are you making that much noise? There ain't no way. <laughs> we used to, uh, I did like two or three podcasts out of that apartment I had. And it was that same thing. Like when I had someone come over and they recorded and like the people upstairs was getting, moving around. He's like, you got elephants living above you? And I was like, you'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they're lighter than you and I. They just walk heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy how, how it carries and, and goes through. But yeah, I feel that. There. <laughs> Don't miss it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, once you can get out, get out and go, get out and leave. 
Let me go back to it. Do you know what happened at the Iron Bow? I mean, as far as Auburn like had it won. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I saw a lot. Fourth and thirty-one. A lot, a lot on socials. They're all, all my all my friends that are Alabama friend, fans and everything. Yeah, I, I heard the back and forth and they some up and down. Oh, they were being down. they was, were being dickheads. And there was night. a little piece of me is like, watch how they blow this. Touchdown, Bama! <laughs> there it went. Yep. <clears throat> I remember I was cooking at Monson's, dude, and I had the game pulled up on my phone. And I was at the moment to where it was down to that play. And I was like, I might as well shut it down because I don't want to hear the aftermath of all this horse crap. And for whatever, I just leave it on. And I'm watching, and it's 4th and 31. Faith is dwindling. Jaylen, they got a score. Jaylen, it's the end zone. It's Jalen Milrow. And they got two rushers and a QB spy. They're only sending two. He has four over, over six seconds in the pocket. And every receiver that Alabama has, six guys, standing in the end zone trying to get open. And he picks the guy out in the corner. And the defender of Auburn doesn't even notice that the ball is in the air. And the Bama guy gets a little push, winds up in the corner of the end zone, and brings it down. Lights they said out. the dude on the other side of the end zone was more open than him. He was, if you look at it. Because they had a big a big pan, like, behind the quarterback and, like, seeing the field from, like, his vision. Yeah. And you could see it was like there were moments in that six-second span to where, like, some of these guys were stupid open, even considering that Auburn had eight guys back there. Eight. You deserved it. You deserved to lose that. Yes. Yeah, that, that close and, yeah, that was just – that's, that's what happens. Though. It's shifting, though. They're getting there. Nick Saban's always 100 next year. years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't true. think the NILs is he's a biggest fan of that. Well, I think like I think nonconformers will be okay. I, I've been I've been talking to other sport fans from like other you know fans of different schools like Clemson. Yeah, Dabo's not a big. No, he don't do transfer portal or nothing hardly. Mm-mm. He's not big on it. And, like, I've been talking to Clemson fans, and they were like, you know, we're taking the L right now, but I think this is going to level itself out. And I think, like, people people will see, like, it for what it is. And I see you shaking your head. No. <laughs> <clears throat> you know what bothered me more than anything? It ain't even results of the game. It's Milrow after the game. Where he's all hyped. I can understand you hype, but he's like, give me the Heisman. Give me the Heisman. You ain't a Heisman guy. I'm like, dude, you're not getting invited. No. You're not even getting invited. You're not even on the list. Bo Nix might. Bo Nix is the favorite right now. I think he'll be the runner-up. I think it'd be your dude, LSU quarterback Jalen Daniels, going to win it. You LSU guy? I am. I am. You grow he's up got family way? there. No. Nope. He's Louisiana blood all through how that happened man just family <clears throat> well i think honestly uh the yeah yeah family going down there all the time was, was wonderful and everything and you went down there as a kid and things. yeah i mean been going to mardi gras since 88 so i mean that's that's really? one thing yeah i didn't know that about you dude oh, yeah, he goes to a different I'm, town in I'm new orleans though park coon ass right there all day yeah Corn dog. <laughs> you, you can see it you can yeah. say it but uh but yeah I, actually i think really 
not long. Well, actually, as I was living in Tuscaloosa, that's when I, when I turned. I was just like, was "Oh, just, dude, Bama fans are the worst." Oh, I know, I know. Working around I mean, and everything, it was just, it was horrible. It really was. So. I, I'll say this is uh, the difference between Tuscaloosa and Starville. I found out I've lived in Tuscaloosa. I lived in Tuscaloosa for well, actually Cottondale, but uh, lived in Tus. Well, I lived in Tuscaloosa two different spurts for different periods of time, but. Um, if I had to live in a college town, I haven't been. I've been to Oxford. I've been. I live in Starkville now. I've been to Tuscaloosa. Been to Baton Rouge. Great vibe down there. I've. But those are my least favorite football fans. Um, I think they're worse than Bama fans in some regards. But living in Tuscaloosa and just breathing that air, and every gas station and every small business has. Road tide. Every time you turn around, doesn't yeah. Matter. I mean, you can't you can't escape the crimson. I mean, like being about on the roads. I love it, <laughs> and even like Auburn. I love Auburn. Oh, yeah. Auburn's the shit. Auburn, dude. we're the type. You can talk shit to us on the way to back to our cars, and you get there as a Bama fan, got a flat, and we'll help you change it. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> Auburn's probably the kindest supporters. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of uh, Ole Miss, tough crowd, dude. I, I mean, I go back to the story that my dad tells. Like, he went to a Alabama Ole Miss game. This is probably back in the 90s, early 90s. And uh, they, they had left the game. Um, I think Bama had won, or at least I hope, because he said there was a, uh, a fifth of whiskey bottle, Jack Daniel Square, that came from the top ropes of Oxford Field. Top ropes. And landed down on the street right in front of where they were walking to exit. And he was like, I don't know if they were aiming for us or not, but that was the last time I ever went there. Yeah. <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah. That's wild. I mean, shit, dude. Like, back to that. Like, you going down there and just spending time down there and falling <clears throat> in love with the culture. I mean, I think that's what it's about is just living in Starville and – I mean, they find out you're a Bama fan. They'd be like, yeah, that kind of sucks. <laughs> like, I, I went to walk-ons before I, before I went into my shift at Monson's. And um, there were people from all over. And, like, walk-ons had – it's like a Buffalo Wild Wings. They had all the games on. And uh, the the guys behind me were like uh, – it was Minnesota and Wisconsin playing. And they were Wisconsin. And you could also hear it in their accent. And, like – commercial break they were watching the Bama game and I could hear their thoughts on Bama and they was like yeah Bama's gonna win those referees might as well have Alabama hats on and I was like is that the pulse of the nation <laughs> for the most part <clears throat> it's one thing of being you know yeah when you're good you're good I understand that but you know it's at times it just gets to the point it's like you know what it's not even fun anymore you know if, if you're gonna win all the time those refs are horrible fun. either way <laughs> Yeah, dude. Both um, sides of the ball. I mean, that face mask was the worst because the dude's neck was almost I, broke. I thought that first down was the worst. What first down? The, the Alabama, Alabama, the Alabama first down where he was clearly like a yard short. Oh, with the tight end eighty four. Yeah, and they gave him, uh, but they made it up later. But still, dang, I would dang. say the second worst was when y'all's punter got beat up like a and they didn't call it. Fight. Yeah. yeah. Which that dude ain't nothing but he's a true freshman, you can tell. Because he was in on that brawl at the end. And that brawl was from the refs not it let they let it get out of hand with not throwing flags and stuff when they mm-hmm. should have been thrown. Like on that guy beating the punter up. 
Now, Ralph got trampled during the end of the game. Sure did. We were spiraling around the iron bow. Danny, if you will, will you pull up that uh, that chart for uh, 2002 of this day? The billboard, huh? <clears throat> it was November the 23rd of 2002. Top 40 rock track hits billboard. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I know the the listeners of this show, and it's probably most of these songs are going to be hitting on your playlist still to this day, which is incredible to me. Like with some of the comments that we've made in the past about the culture and how it's not moving, but maybe this is like that is classic rock now. Yeah, yeah for the most part, it's and what we rock. and what <laughs> when we were growing up, what's considered classic rock is now oldies. Yeah, which is weird. But uh, man, like, what's going on around here? We want to start on the bottom. <laughs> man, you can start wherever you want. You can pick it apart from the middle, man. Oh, man, yeah, you can I mean, go, go through them all. Just pick the dimes. Yeah, pick yeah, the we, dimes. I mean, you're gonna, just about everything on this list. You're probably gonna, you know, kick it around. So uh, let's. I'll, I'll start kind of towards the bottom here. Let's see. Where's uh, here's one talking about Auburn. There's an Auburn uh, band right here. Trust Company. Don't remember them. You don't remember Trust Company? Uh, no. uh, run from me. It was actually Trust Company. Was, they had, uh, had a pretty good. Uh, That's one thing that people don't often think. I'm glad you brought that up because it was around that time Athens, Georgia, would be popping out some hits too, mm-hmm. and they're probably in there. It might be. Might be. Might have a little REM. Was it? No, it's too. I don't believe any late REM. In the game. No, that was that was a little. That was a little, a little before this. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Um, but we do have some Our Lady Peace. Yeah, hell yeah. Any pieces in there? Some boxcar racer it was after Blink One Eighty Two. That was uh, that was minus Tom DeLonge, if I'm not mistaken, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, okay, uh, stop right there, real quick. Let's talk about that. You had boxcar race, uh, racers, and then you had Tom DeLonge's Angels and Airwaves, and then Travis Barker was working with rappers such as Yellow Wolf. Mm. And uh, Blink-182 just put out a new album, which, like it or not, it's Blink-182. It's Blink-182. <laughs> and, what I mean, what does that say, dude? It's like almost like uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers getting John Frusciante back, and it's almost like we're getting the band back together. And it people like us come back <clears> running. <throat> Is that where we are with the culture? Is like, because there's nothing, like even Greta Van Fleet, I don't. I don't hear that anymore. And I thought that was going to be the thing. Oh, yeah. they, I mean, they're they're awesome. They really. Yeah, are. I still like them. And then like hanging uh, out no, new and Blackberry Smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we could probably list off like new bands, new performers that are great, but like just not hearing a lot you, about them anymore. But right when now. anyone from our adolescence comes up, we're like, yeah, yep, you're gonna you knock it off right, right off the bat. Danny, is that a population thing? Uh, yes and no. I mean, there is. There's going to be people around no matter what. But you know, there are some populations are heavier in in that than others. But I will say, there's not a. I mean, being in the South and being a hard rock fan. I mean, there are hard rock fans around, but not as many as you're going to see. I mean, you can tell by the bands that tour; they don't come here. Exactly. You have to go far if you want to see any any of those. Just about. You know, I think like. Birmingham and Memphis are about your closest you're going to get. What about also as a demographic as like the millennials and uh, the 
Gen Z, the generation after, are the two biggest generations in the American population. And so uh, not only are we beginning to step into jobs with power, but we also are still the biggest force. And so, like, we're kind of coming into our own, so to speak. And so, like, and I think it's the Internet. I don't know what else. And, like, Cobb, you can come in on this, too, is uh, – Hell, there's a lot of podcasts talking about this. Is uh, since the internet with culture being homogenized, there's no real sense of what it means to be in this decade. And so we begin to recycle and rinse and repeat, be kind and rewind. That's where we're at. We make of it, boys. I agree. I agree. I can just make my own songs off AI. <laughs> that too. That too. And I can make Taylor Swift look like Gollum. Yeah. And sing to me about finding, form. Fi- finding the ring of power. That's true. You can do whatever you want now. Just- I don't know. There may be some new bands you ain't heard of. We're just old. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the striving point of the show, right? It's, it's like just I'm around trying here, to all the young cats listen to rap. Yeah. Who you listen to, Mo? Metal. All right. Do you know new bands? Bad uh, Omens. There you go. See, I don't know that. Some sleep tokens? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've been out for since like 2017. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, Mo's my age. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you know, like, new, like, uh, alternatives? Uh, not alternatives, but, like, indie I mean, stuff. Well, I mean, that's and that's the point of, like, porch talk is to seek out the indie sound and, yeah. like, to bring that to the I mean, the that's going to be the hardest one to kind of define. But, I mean, that's that's my niche, though, and that's what yeah. I can do. But, I mean, these are I mean, songs work, that you'll probably never hear on your radio. I work with young cats to show me all the new rap. I'm glad it got off the mumbling. Yeah. It's going back to a true form yeah. to where it's about the going back to... Well, we hit 50 years of hip-hop, too, so things are starting to come back. Level out. Too. Yeah. Uh, Andre 3000's new yeah. flute album, <laughs> Thoughts. <laughs> I mean, my thoughts were last week. Yeah, we like, talked a little about mean, it. Like, if week, I was yeah. into like meditating, I mean, well, but we're yeah. it's full circle back yeah. again, yeah. you know. I, I mean, mean I'm, I'm all for him. I mean, if that's what he wants to do. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I, I mean, mean you not, got a new apartment. If you just want to lay on like a score for your life and cleaning up and fixing things up, I'd put that Andre on. I was talking to a friend <laughs> of mine, and uh, he had some old things come up, and he's on probation because he can't run from that anymore. Yeah. And he's kind of like on house arrest. And he was like, Brother Andre 3000 couldn't have hit any harder right now. <laughs> he's like, I can't tell you how many cigarettes I've smoked sitting, out, of, sitting out on the porch just taking it in. And he's like, I appreciate him saying that he's an old head and just trying to do something. I heard new. A Lupe Fiasco does rap in it there for like a couple minutes. What a great banger. You know why he fell off the map? He exposed something. The 2012 re-inauguration of Barack Obama when he was asked to come to the White House. And he exposed a whole lot of the – that's why people either love him or hate him. Yeah. (laughs) You remember Lupe? Yeah. Yeah. If you are what you say you are. Kick, flip. Kick, flip. Dude, a purist. And, like, when you think about rap icons, it's like, well, I wish the genre didn't talk about – uh, gang rape and murder or drugs and all that all the time. Lupe Fiasco, Kid Cudi, Andre Three Thousand, Hobson, underrated. 
Like it, it didn't. It, it's not all that, and it never. It, it like you cannot. And I get upset with. I'm not a hip hop guy, but I do get upset with people like talking about hip hop that way. I was like, it's so much more than that. Like you're taking the worst part of hip hop and turning the whole genre into that when it is not that at all. Now, granted, like Three Six Mafia, yeah. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Turn uh, tear the club up in a club and see what happens. They're going to tear it up. That's yeah, right. it's going to be violence. <laughs> Turn it down. They brought some little white with them, too. So, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's back. He's working on new projects. Have you heard any of that? I haven't. It's not worth listening to. <laughs> uh, he's, t- he's, he's trying to curve into, like, that Jelly Row thing to where it's, like, country. Yeah. yeah, and he's trying to like redefine himself. I didn't know Jelly Roll was country until I seen that speech at CMAs. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what's going yeah, on? Considered, it's considered country rap. That's that's yeah. real. He, he was like top in three different uh, genres at one time. Yeah. He was in country rock and rap. Mm-hmm. So did that wild. Dusty Rose speech? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did do that. Uh, go back. To, what else was on the chart? What, what uh, well, comes roll, to your mind? Uh, rounding out the bottom here, we had some corn. Thoughtless. That was new metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throwing it in there. Uh, one hit wonders here. Some crazy town. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is more. You're my sugar that fly. Uh, but it wasn't. That, it wasn't that song. So they're two hits. So they had apparently not one hit. hit. Yeah. Apparently they did. Remember drowning. that dude was in a celebrity <clears throat> rehab. Yeah, he was. That was one of the craziest reality shows. Celebrity rehab. Half of them are dead. Rewind that. What was that? What was going on around there? You never watched Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew on VH1? Dude, I never watched any. Like, after MTV. That was the craziest reality show of, like, drug addicts for real, not made up. And, like, a year or two later after the season's ended, like, dead. Dude. China was in there one time. Black China? No, yeah. China the China. wrestler. China. Oh, yeah. I got a buddy going to Nashville, going to the uh, the Raw event. Oh yeah, this is Monday. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm so hyped for him, and I was like, dude, I hope I, I'm gonna watch it. See him, Punk like, came back. <laughs> I, I told him I was like, you have to be the fan that gets on TV, and he was like. How do you do that? And I was like, you, give you, you have to be having more fun than anyone else in the room. You got to overreact <laughs> the situation yeah. they put you in. Yeah. If you're oh shocked, <laughs> they look for like, if it's a shocking situation, they look for the guys like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. Like you on there. Just got to go over the top with it. Yeah. You on there. <laughs> They'll be looking for you. Dude, that, that goes so hard, dude. Like, 
I want to go to a like I would love I, Tupelo or Nashville or something. I would love for us to be able to go do that. Like I think that would be just fucking. Well, they're fun. <laughs> so fun, dude. Yeah. Like I would go to a monster truck rally. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that just Lovely. looks fun. Oh yeah. Especially the one with the the dinosaur that eats the trucks. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. I ain't seen yeah. that. Truck sores or yeah. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Shoots fire out of his mouth. That's the hope. Picks them up and yeah. do they come out the ass? That'd be no. I don't think they got that. No, that got kids kid yeah, friendly. Yeah, yeah, kid yeah, friendly. I think they got the digestive <laughs> going. <laughs> come out a little block. <laughs> we'll see. Well, back to the uh, the top forty here. We got uh, towards the bottom here. We had some system of a down. They actually. They're on here twice. So Hell they, yeah. They, they did it up. That uh, band went so hard in the 2000s, dude. Oh, yeah. And Serge Tanky and blew out his vocals. Do you remember, like, listening to his solo stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, BYOB when that no, solo? No, no he, BYOB. He had a, oh, yeah, that was. Or Beethoven or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, like, you were just such a fan of System of Down. You, you told yourself it was good, and, like, you almost tricked yourself into believing it was good, but it really wasn't. The other dude had solo, too. Yeah, and it was horrible. It was, like, it was almost like Linkin Park with uh, Fort Minor. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. Where the rapper guy in Linkin Park went off to do his, it's 90%, it's 10% this, it's 13% that, <laughs> and 100% yeah. power and will. Yeah. I was like, dude, you, you lame as fuck, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of lame, we got uh, also in here Hoobastank. Yeah, <laughs> which the, one though? Uh, they, they were like, no, perfect. Yeah. This one was perfect. "Remember Me," so it was a little bit. So that was after. All the God, other. there were so many good jokes that came out of that band. Name. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They were at a Memphis in May that I went to. They seemed like one of those bands. It's like they're actually pretty good live. We didn't go watch them because we were making fun of them so much. God, dog, that has to suck. Was it just because of the name or the content of their music? God, I don't know. It's their B-sides are bangers. <laughs> Let's see. About midways here, we've got uh, Taproot. Well, I, I like Taproot a lot. I don't remember yeah, Taproot. I don't remember Taproot. Like, what was going they, on they around were, there? They were new metal, too, so it was kind of... Oh no, they they were good. As it was phasing out, because there were only like five big new metal bands that kind of made the mix. Yeah, well, but they kind of evolved through it either way. So, but yeah, there's it's a lot more than what you think too. I'm surprised that a lot of new metal fans are still alive today because they went so fucking hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you remember watching Shitfest 1999 Woodstock? Oh yeah, yeah. possibly possibly DMX's. Best performance ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, that whole documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and yeah. then, like, seeing Corn and, like, Limp Biscuit and yeah. all those guys. I mean, like, Corn went off. That was, that, like, the, <clears throat> the banger of the whole a, thing. I had a buddy who actually went to that one. Went no to, shit. Yes. He swam in shit. I, I guess he did, yeah. I mean, he. <laughs> it comes with the title. Yeah. Uh, well, Eddie. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah. He went. That was. He had a lot of stories to say. It was fun. Watching the documentary was, was just wild, though. I don't think he he was that deep into it, but it was <laughs> he was there either way. So I remember like just like being bougie about like Memphis Maze. Like we would get like every time we went, we had friends in Memphis. Like the first time we went, we went, we stayed with the arena football cheerleaders that were in Memphis nice. at that time. Yeah. It yeah, was fucking that. nice. <laughs> no, no, not the arena. They were cheerleaders for the Memphis Tigers. 
Oh yeah, okay. big difference. That was dope. That was the first still nice. time. Yeah. Great way to pop the cherry. Yeah. Uh, man, they were so fucking cool. They taught us about the gravity bowl. <laughs> but um, and then the second time we stayed with like a random friend. Third time we stayed like in a bougie ass hotel. Fourth time we did an Airbnb. Like right on the Damn, you've been four times? I've been five times, but gosh. I think I've only been four. I only went once. <laughs> but after that go? after that fifth time? I, I went four times. The Foo Fighters. Yeah, I did so Foo Fighters. The one time I went. Deftones I saw there. I saw Black Keys, Jack White. Uh I've seen I've seen a lot of great performances there. That's probably like and what's crazy now is like pick your poison. Like you can do Atlanta Shaky Knees or you can do Memphis's Bill Street Music Festival. Or Memphis in May, because they have the same acts, and uh, yeah, and, that, and that's really why I quit going. So a lot of festivals do that though, where they kind of like the even the big ones like you know, you're like in the area, rock, yeah, rock yeah, yeah. stuff. They're a lot of the same, but between you can see them different. Friday in Atlanta, or you can see them Saturday mm-hmm. in Memphis. Just yeah. pick your poison, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'll never forget seeing Jack White live. Is like we were standing, okay. From here to the road, probably to the next parking lot, to the next building. And he had so many stacks of speakers, I didn't want to be any closer. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. God, no. And I remember, like, taking photos or videos with my phone and, like, zooming in as far as possible and, like, Jack White looking like a little ant. And I think it's what blew the speaker on my phone (laughs) was recording that. And like playing it back, and I'm like, <laughs> iPhone four, <laughs> Jack, Jack White, dude, he's just he's blowing us the fuck out, dude. That was his job that night. Yeah. What band was it? It was Jack White. Just, it, was, uh, it was just Jack White. It was it was the uh, the blue, black, and white album. Is that the one where he had like a girl band and a male band? It did like. No, I mean, you're, like I mean, there's so many iterations. You have uh, the Dead Weather, yeah, and I think that's the girl. Yes, yeah, Allison Mosshart's the singer, and then you have the Rackin' Tours. But no, this was just Jack White by himself. This was, uh, uh, you remember Help Me Stranger? I think their yeah. latest work. It was the album before that with. Uh, uh, it didn't have Lazaretto. That was the album before, but it was that middle album tour. It had. Uh, uh, I think it was called Hello Operator or some shit. But it, w- it was f- so cool to see, like, uh, I would consider Jack White or even a John Mayer or, like, we could probably go down, we can make this list right now, but I consider those to be, like, uh, Jack White's on the list. He is. There you go. White stripes are there. It's But it's insane, like, how many people haven't heard of him and then you go to Europe and go like you look at soccer games and at halftime they're they're doing the boom 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 twenty one year old guy I work with it's like that's an actual song. I was like, oh, I didn't know that was a song. I thought they they just did that for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, rounding out the middle again, we got Red Hot Chili Peppers, of course, with the the Zephyr song, I do believe. My second favorite architect. <laughs> oh, no, that was actually at the top. The Zephyr song is at the top. They actually yeah. had, uh, by the way, was out at the same time. So they were on there twice as well. So that's really awesome. Right above that, we had Eminem. Lose Yourself. Yep. 
Child. Mom's what spaghetti. A, what a <laughs> shit song. It came out just in time for that shit movie. I like both of them. Actually, actually, it is. It, actually, it is a good movie and it's a good song. I'm just being stupid. So, how about uh, Seether with Fine Again? Seether was hot during that day. I they remember were. Seether being the bee's knees. They were. So, uh, on this one as well, okay, I want to actually jump up to the top here, all the way to the top, because to number one. Number one was Nirvana. That was the re-release, or what, that that song, you know. Um, Ten years out at this point. Yeah, at, at least. After, way after the fact, but it was, it was number one, which is was given most definitely uh, <clears throat> but then also had uh, I'm sorry that was number two sorry that was number two number one was Foo Fighters all my life so we had Dave Grohl number one and then Nirvana with Dave Grohl number two and then jumped down to number 11 was Queen of the Stone Age Dave Grohl Dave Grohl again <laughs> so he was in there three I times I saw them live at the last minute oh, really? one of the greatest live shows I've ever been to I can imagine. And um, I'm blanking on the front man. Holmes, Josh Holmes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely a sex icon <laughs> for those girls. And John Holmes. <laughs> John Holmes? Yeah, he was a sex icon, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused as fuck on that. Okay. <laughs> but I, I, like, I've been to, like, a lot of rock shows, but, like, I, the Queens of the Stone Age is, like, like, you go to a Black Keys show, it's going to be, like, 80% pissed-off dudes. But you go to a Queens of the Stone Age, you got 60% off horny girls. Yeah. It's like when I saw Jack Johnson at Bonnaroo. Yeah. <laughs> Just hear a bunch of... <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, was, it was that vibe, dude. Yeah. It really was. Banana pancakes. Yep. It'll do it to them. <laughs> Getting the vapors. And I mean, what is it about? Is it no one knows what what song do you think that's drawing? Like Queens of Stone Age bangs, dude. Is no that, one, is that the no song? one knows was number eleven on that day. Yeah, exactly. That that album as a whole. Oh, that, yeah, that album was awesome. That's it the one really with good. the that's the red one with the devil hooks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got it. I've got it on. I yeah. think vinyl, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, great one. It rocks. Uh what, what else? Well, we'll go on up from 11 then to number 10. We had System of, System of a Down again. Aerials. Classic. Still yeah. here on the radio every now and then. Yep. The All the time. <clears throat> and then we have uh, a debut of Audio Slave. A debut? Super yeah. It's crazy. Band. It yeah. was uh, Cochise. That was our first first song. The super group that was... I was excited Does about that it. Feel manufactured it at that point because we had to know like Warner Brothers or Sony was like pushing. Somebody was in it, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't that wasn't the first supergroup. There were many others before him, but you know, it had, you know that was just one everybody was waiting for. <laughs> Rage hadn't done anything in forever, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And, and of course, you bring out Chris it's, Cornell. It's I so mean. funny, like listening to the Audio Slave, and you you hear the Rage Against the Machine riffs. Mm-hmm. He just can't help well, himself. Tom Morello, he's gonna, he's, yeah. he's got his sound, his, his yeah. sound, his sound only. So, yeah, yeah. I, and I, I mean, seen him like if live, just just him. Of course, I've seen Rage Against the Machine, yeah. but I've also saw just him do a solo. The, the only awesome. difference in like the direct and some of these audio slaves will come directly to mind. Until Chris Cornell opens his mouth, you're like, oh, it's Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> but it's not. Yeah, <laughs> not until not until you hear that. Uh, yeah, Zach and uh, <laughs> has a little bit different. Different bit of a voice on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number eight, Chevelle, the Red. 
I've seen them live. I've seen them probably four or six five times. times. Yeah. I see them with you in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Work play. Yeah. Got to say on the small stage. <laughs> yeah, dude, not a band that really stays on my playlist, but. I have never been disappointed by them live. You they can, always yes, bring it. They definitely do. They definitely do. And uh, I love Chevelle. And shoot, you can throw out just about any one of their albums too, and it's I mean solid. Yeah, every one of them. They Bulls are, on parade. I mean, whatever you want to do. Bulls on parade. That's yeah, rage. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Uh, Chevelle had a Bulls. Oh yeah. Uh, hats off to. Oh uh, yeah. Hats yeah. off to the Bulls. Yeah yeah. 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 But Chevelle, they're they're great all solid. The way yeah, definitely. Even this last album they came out with, it was amazing. People don't talk about them, but they're great. They don't. They're, they're, they're one they're, of those that should be bigger than they are. <laughs> I would say probably should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but probably will never make no, it. No. They'll fly under the radar mm-hmm. like they do with everybody else, yeah, and they well, should be a whole lot bigger than what they are. Well, Run DMC and Dolly Parton do. God damn, she did the uh, <laughs> fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> She didn't do yeah. the Super Bowl. She did a Thanksgiving. Cowboys, Thanksgiving. Cowboys yeah. yeah. The Cowboys, yeah. <laughs> out there with yeah. Looking like a cowgirl. <laughs> my body is 70, but my boobs are 15. Yeah. <laughs> come, sp- come out like Britney Spears back in the day. Glittery Spanx <laughs> outfit. Jesus. I mean, it just make, it makes you think. So many like, people like, love Dolly. They, they forget every fucking thing. Oh, yeah. They throw whatever they. I was like, yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> She's helping kids read. Okay, yeah. yeah. You can sign up for a book club until you're five years old, and she'll send you a book. I was like, dude, what happens when you're six? Does she like write you a letter for your haters? Like, what the? Heck? Dolly Parton is just in there, everything, and I'm. Yeah, I mean, she's got her own theme park. My God. Dollywood, not a bad place, not no, a bad time. So she has a rock album, supposedly. Yes, she does. Uh oh, wake up, dude. Yeah, somebody. <laughs> yeah, get it. Wake up in the yeah. morning and listen to Dolly. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, <Not> bad. <laughs> yeah, she be doing. Turn that silent. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the memes that came from that. Oh yeah. I ain't seen no memes, dude. Someone someone made the meme. It was like, I thought that was a cheerleader from the last time that the Cowboys won a Super Bowl, and then I just looked, and I saw it was Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> Dumped on their ass, dude. <laughs> well, Dolly, unfortunately, was not in the top, uh, in the top 40 uh, well, this in is 2002. But, well, she's got a rock album now, so she might be in True. there now. I don't know. But, um but going from Chevelle, I don't know what they did here, but they went from there to uh, Saliva. Always. It was Josie Scott. I never never cared for him too much. Never was a fan of that band. Never. No. That was one of those bands when they would come on like 99, the Fox here local, I would turn the, turn the dial. Yeah. I, I, and I, I, don't know what it, I don't know what it was. I just I couldn't get into their sound. Yeah, I don't know. And you may be a fan, and good, you know. I don't, I don't know. Like yeah. Josie Scott's going to be in Memphis in like two days. Solo? <laughs> yeah. Well, is it kind is of it, a solo? Is he kind of doing that? Was it? Uh, who was the the guy that? Not the Stain guy. Who was the other guy from like a Slipknot? Who's the front man for Slipknot? Corey, Corey Taylor. 
Yeah, he has that yeah, successful, he's solo. Yeah. and it's very successful, and he's good. I, oh yeah, I, and yeah. I really enjoy that. Oh yeah, I like Definitely. Slipknot and Corey all, Taylor all, stuff. Yeah, Stone Sour on his Stone end, Sour. Or? That's yeah. it, Stone mm-hmm. Sour. Yeah, uh, I like both iterations of them. Oh, yeah. um, but like Saliva, I no. not not hating on them at all. I'm just it, not for me. Yeah. Not my thing either. I mean, it's come on. I listen to it. Actually, I saw them live in Starfall. Actually, Remington's Ricks. Ricks actually, uh, Flyleaf opened for them. Flyleaf is and, badass, yeah. That was the first dude. time I ever seen them. That was in two thousand three. They were hungry. They yeah. They had they just had an EP out. They had three yeah, songs. Yeah, they, whenever we saw them, so that they yeah. And then they blew up. That was that was uh, that was awesome. Uh, Earshot played after them. Actually, that's actually who I went to go see was Earshot. And, that's so wild, dude. Like, why? How did you find Earshot? Just how the hell come across? Because I mean, this is before algorithms. This is early yeah, in the game. Like, mm-hmm. How? Like yeah. being a guy in Mississippi, like yeah. you should know who Earshot is. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy how that travels. Yeah. Didn't have. I mean, a lot, not all that stuff was on the radio either. And how I come across, I don't know. I just hearsay, and I don't know. Just maybe just found a went to a, went and go to an actual record store and look through stuff. Oh, this looks cool. Let's see. Came you know, through. you know that kind of stuff. I, I miss that stuff, but you know that's. That was that was then. This is now. <laughs> but now you peel through your Spotify. Yeah, you just let let it find you now. Yeah, <laughs> the algorithm. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, like Mo over there, like with his style of music, he shared some of his stuff. It's like I'd never heard of it, yeah. and I like it. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just like I'm not that into metal. I get it, and I have no idea like how he started or how he found it. <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, it was started in high school with a Christian metal band, The Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada. There you go. There you go. And now we know. And then you graduate all the way up to Tony Denza tap dance. But yeah, like, you show up. You show up early here for like the Man Up show, and like Mo is like uh, got his stuff pulled up and like what he's into. And I was like, every time I see it, I was like, yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> He's watching and listening to his own thing. Yeah. So, I and I have no idea, like, because, like, my whole pathway would have been country. And then, like, hell, I mean, you remember Kennedy as well as. I mean, I grew up country. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, but I then, like, that something happened, dude. And, like, we were in. Late 80s, early 90s country. And we had something <laughs> that happened to where, like, maybe it was Nirvana. Maybe it was the radio. And then. System of a Down or whatever else, like during that time period, right there, like that was the kickoff <coughs> to like where people like began yeah. to find their way. Yeah, mine was probably around early nineties. Dude, it was I was getting out of country and getting into like Smashing Pumpkins. That's when you know like Siamese Dreams come out and Billy and Corgan, and baby, all that kind of stuff. How's this wrestling thing doing? Not too well. <laughs> I hate that. I mean. Sticks, COVID kind of hurt them. They had a lot of momentum, and COVID went down. Pulling for you, Billy. <laughs> I had young parents, so I was like Guns and Roses, like right out the gate, and Aerosmith and Monthly Crew. Yeah, then yeah. I moved by this guy and showed me Smashing Pumpkins and whatnot. Mayonnaise. And I still had my friends. <laughs> yeah. It's weird how you get into things. It's like, I mean, just like Mo shared, like his experience is like, like right when you get a taste of something, you can like you always go back to that moment. And, like when, when it came wherever out, it yeah. evolved, mm-hmm. it's like oh, that's where I started. Yep, yeah. that's cool, man. 
the next thing you know, you're beating somebody's ass in an MMA, MMA gym. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. That's what you do. <clears throat> but back to 2002, uh, number six, we had Red Hot, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Back to the Zephyr song. Yo. Oh, that was a good one. Cobb's a big yeah. Red Hot fan. One of the, there. One of the, the, the only, he's tattooed. He's tattooless. <laughs> yeah. And God has told me on multiple occasions the only tattoo he would ever consider would be the the red plus of a red yeah, hot chili pepper. <laughs> well, star looking thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the star. Yeah, yeah not the plus, the star. <laughs> Regardless, it's like an asterisk with a plus sign in it or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Then we go back into uh, number five, back to the new metal, some Disturbed. That's all he says. Of course, that would be a hit. Yes. And then you think about like today, like everyone gets upset about a Doja Cat or Megan Thee Stallion or like a WAP with Cardi B. What the fuck did we do? Yeah, that's true. We always did it. Megan Thee Stallion and Spirit Box just did a collab with the song. Mm-hmm. recently so I, I mean that's what do you make of that's, it that's two different styles I, actually I, it's not bad it's not horrible mm-hmm. it's what's that who, huh? who, who in spirit Megan this day yeah yeah so oh, I mean he's familiar <laughs> they collabed yeah hey. it, it, it was weird it was weird cue it up man let's listen to it after <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird uh but yeah. Anyway, so there's you know things things happen. People get together and do things. Um, then oh, we're back to Stone Sour. Bother. That was number four. Slipknot. Well, yeah, yeah, same. for the most part. Corey, Corey Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've seen actually seen Stone Sour and Slipknot. I've seen both of them. Uh, actually, got very uh, upset when I saw Stone Sour because they butchered my favorite song by them, but. Yeah, I'll, I'll there give, it is. give them back. Yep, Top, there it is. Top Cobra. Shot. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Serpents. <laughs> Look at Untis Untis. Yes, Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> Bloodhound Gang. Yeah, I love Bloodhound Gang. Oh, yeah. Uh, what an album cover. Yeah. yeah. The roof. The roof. The roof. It's a beast yeah, I guess we always need those chants. What else is on? Uh, so we're getting up to, uh-oh, puddle of number mud, three, some go. puddle of mud. <laughs> More new metal. <laughs> yeah, she hates me. Yeah, Everybody she else hated it, too. hates me. <laughs> it's no psycho. I mean, that was crazy, too, because that was like, you know, what, like, apparently, uh, like, puddle of mud and Nirvana were kind of, <laughs> you don't know if you heard that kind of, I guess, whatever, Happened. Build that up. Oh, I, what is, what I can't is even remember. It was some some kind of thing where it was like Nirvana died, fell in a puddle, and come out. That, I don't know. It was, That's a I, weird yeah, analogy. It was weird. I don't know either. So uh, don't quote me on that either. So I don't really, I really know the whole <laughs> spectrum behind that. But uh, but then we're back to number two with Nirvana, um, and then number one was Foo Fighters. So, yeah, so that was Dave getting in there one two. Uh, I think they they were in there probably. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't go through the whole thing. Let me double check it. Though. I want to say Godsmack was on that. I stand alone. <laughs> um, Crazy Prince of Persia did a lot for those guys, dude. 
<laughs> I remember playing that Prince of Persia game. Yeah. The video game? Or, <laughs> no, the video game, too. Per- or the motion Prince picture. Of Persia. Yeah, yeah, the motion, motion picture, too. Yeah, but Godsmack was actually not in there at that I'll point. I'll be damned. That, that would be prime time for them. Probably the next day. They <laughs> probably so. They probably <laughs> jumped from the bottom there. <clears throat> they knocked uh, Jack uh, Johnson out the number forty spot. <laughs> the fact that he even got in. Yeah. Hey, it is what it is. I Some like a couple toes. Jack Johnson albums. <laughs> I'm, I'll be honest with you. During that time, I was I was blasting oh, Jack yeah, Johnson. Oh yeah, jamming it out. Why not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Banana pancakes all day, baby. Dude, anything else to do to add or subtract before we walk out? Uh, I want to ask Webb, what's up with this Scream movie, dude? They ain't going to have yeah, no cast. Yeah, not going to have anybody. I know. I saw that. Yeah. People dying? No. Well, they uh, well, they canceled one girl. She said something about the Israel-Palestine war. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Yeah. That, yeah. So they, they took Hollywood's going. And then three days later, General Ortega's gone. Yeah, she dipped out. I said she's got schedule conflicts. I think it's like, well. I think she's just. I, I'm separating myself from this. That. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I saw that, and I was like, "Wow, okay." So <laughs> what a what a time what to be do. alive and be a small film person, and the cream just might be able to rise to the top. I so seen to where speak. like somebody put on there is like Ghostface. Ghostface has decided to step away from Green uh, Scream Seven. <laughs> <laughs> he, will, he will not even have a mask on this time. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was kind of yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting I mean, and weird, but you know. We'll see where it goes. He's just scrolling through. Yeah. He's so distracting looking at all these hits. <laughs> all these bangers. I, I did. I don't know. I'm, I've known a few. Where you was at earlier, I did. Yeah. Now I don't. Oh, yeah. You you lost me with some of this. But, but boys, any, anything yeah. else to add? That's it, track? man. Rap, uh, wrap it up. Wrap, 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 wrap. That's all, folks. Little, 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 little. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. This is the leftovers. What was the tagline? There will be nothing left. There won't be no leftovers, no leftovers this year. This year, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, white meat, dark meat. It'll all be carved. Mm. <laughs> but now it's there will be no leftovers. Well, everybody, thank y'all so much for listening, rating, review, subscribe to the show. Look us up on the YouTube. Uh, subscribe there. We're trying to build that up. Uh, without further ado, until uh, I see you again, goodbye.
vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.